Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tabor. Michael, what are we talking about this week? How dare you even ask that question? <laughs> there is there is <laughs> only one topic of conversation, Zachary. Uh, Donald Trump, our fallen king, has the corona. Oh my god. Are you I know, serious? I, Not Donald is Trump. This, <laughs> is this How the did they get our boy? <laughs> How could this possibly have happened? I'm I'm, oh, I'm shocked, I say. I yeah, had heard nothing uh, about this. No, uh it has been man, what a whirlwind. What a what a special time in America. It uh, I will say and I understand podcasts is Podcast discussions of Twitter are always terrible. That said, it has been uh, the weekend on Twitter was the best Twitter since the Nevada caucus. Like it, it was just oh, yeah. like it was such a party on Twitter. It was it was the best kind of party in that it was both a lot of fun and then the cops kept trying to show up to shut it down. Like I <laughs> cannot count how many mutuals have either lost their counts or had bans or just like Twitter really brought the ban hammer down on, you know, leftists gleefully wishing for Donald Trump's death. Uh, the Nazi shit's fine. That stays. Every woman I've known on Twitter has been threatened with all kinds of appalling violence. They're like, you can't wish the president, the most powerful man in the entire world with the nuclear codes, that it would be funny if he died of the virus he pretend basically wasn't real. But like, if you want to message, my, but if people are messaging my mutuals about assaulting them, that is fine. Yeah, totally. Like, no I, I think my favorite take on that was Ilhan Omar being like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean, she's always the realest one. We're going to do an entire episode one day about how much we love Ilhan Omar, That, but that day is not today, okay? Yeah, no, today today is reserved for something even more special. Uh, wishing ill on our president and taking a look <laughs> not just at uh, this hilarious thing that happened that is still probably going to end even more terribly for everyone. It's not a good thing uh, in terms of what will actually happen to people that we care about, but it is a funny thing. And in oh, 2020, so sometimes funny. you just have to take what you can get. And we're also going to be taking a look <laughs> at some Christian responses to how, how we as believers, as followers of Christ, should encounter this moment. You know, should we be praying for our president? What kind of prayers, imprecatory or otherwise? We'll get into it. So we're going to have some fun. Uh, but first, Zach, maybe just like take me through i don't want to like spend a lot of time on like the timeline but just give me some sure. of the highlights from like thursday night take me back to 1 a.m pacific coast time donald trump tweets i got corona the debates had just happened and we commented last week like wow i i even remember saying i'm gonna give myself credit i knew donald trump had corona first you're welcome, America. But watching the debate, I really did think, I was like, this motherfucker looks sweaty and sick. Like, he yeah, really even, does. Even being our big wet sweat hog boy, uh, <laughs> this is, he was still somehow looking a little worse for wear. And it has become increasingly clear that there is at least a very good chance that he already knew he had it when he arrived. Because he showed up to the debate too late heavy quotation marks to get tested excuse me fashionably late to a fucking presidential debate you know you know how <laughs> one do, does yeah and so like after you know trump tries to uh infect joe biden with the corona because let's be honest if trump knew he had it and i i'm i'm just i believe that this is what happened he decided he realized that it would be more politically neutral for him if joe also got it oh yeah but, no that was that was straight up a chemical attack yeah Donald Trump trying to infect Joe Biden with coronavirus. Incredible. Incredible stuff Incredible in 2020. Stuff. So he has COVID. As it turns then, out, as everyone knows. Go ahead. Yeah. And then Friday rolls around and everyone has COVID that's been anywhere near the White House or the RNC. Yes, there is specifically a super spreader event at the, uh, I forget what even the event was. I know it was the for Amy Rose Coney Garden Barrett. Party. I think the, I think it was the Amy Coney Barrett sort of after party after he announced officially her whatever yeah uh, that she she was his nominee he's not, um, her nomination i'm just going to say this is far from the uh worst thing that's ever happened to someone that attends a party with trump like uh, this still I, I turned out pretty good for them <laughs> i have to say this is what happens when catholics get their way 
Oh man, clearly. Uh, let t- take me through a little bit, Zach. Just the behavior of people at that event, because that was pretty incredible footage. So this event, I love every photo from this event. It's like they're like crime scene pictures, but uh, all of people you hate. You've got like Bill Barr hugging and breathing and licking Kellyanne Conway. Oh my they're god, there's really... so much touching. Why is Why there so much touching? touching? Do these people not much? know they're in public? Okay, even during a pan, even if there was no pandemic, this is inappropriate. This is like borderline, just like orgiastic behavior. Like, I have never touched a partner or significant other or parent as much as these motherfuckers are touching each other at Amy Coney Barrett's nomination. Yeah, no, it it there. It's a very breathy uh, experience <laughs> to like see these people. They're like hugging they're like pulling each other in there's close talking it's got this very like suited up orgy vibe that is deeply uncomfortable every republican orgy can't be literal sex so it has to be this kind of like uh i would say sort of three-piece suit fraudage situation yeah exactly it is it it is a deep every every image is deeply discomforting um and so just like everyone fucking has it. Three Republican senators, Melania Trump, the head of the RNC, Kellyanne Conway, Kelly Kelly Ann Ann Conway. Con- all your yeah, favorite the- monsters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it has been just a delightful period of like another one and another one and another one. <laughs> like, And no, every time uh, a new a new mugshot appears, I just it's a nice warm <laughs> feeling to to see it. Uh and but Trump is the most important one, and so on Friday he che- he was checked in, or some debate on this whether he wanted to or not, into Walter Reed Medical Center. Michael, what happened once he was in Walter Reed? I mean, what happened in Walter Reed is that he got pumped full of every drug known to man, and several that weren't right. Like See, I actually they just... think this is interesting. He was pumped full yeah. of experimental meds that aren't even available in the states yet. Um, he was pumped full from, of... From, uh, I forget the name of the, like, cocktail, the drug cocktail that he got. But it's from it's one like, of his supporters that he's had a lot of interaction with It's like Remitzvir or something like that. I'm not going to pronounce it correctly because fuck you. I don't, I don't, yeah, who I don't cares? fuck with fake words. And he's pumped full of a couple of them that aren't even available to civilians. Um, and steroids. <laughs> yeah, and lots and lots of steroids and other things that alter one's mood. To sum up those three days. Yeah, to to get you through basically, the hospital. Yeah, go Zach. Basically, Trump is in like uh, apparently my grandmother's house of hospital rooms, which are nicer than your hospital rooms, but still oddly musty. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. basically, he was there for three days, and every day he would send out some sort of tweet in all caps or a video of himself uh, working at a desk, signing his name on a blank sheet of paper. And and trying as best as possible to be like this is fine, Everything even is though he is presently being injected with experimental drug steroids and monkey serum. I don't know what monkey serum is, but apparently it makes you crazy, even crazier. Yeah, no, the keeping up appearances was pretty great. I think the the oh, moment that so everyone funny. knew that there was a problem was when he didn't tweet for like twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh no, something must be bad wrong. And like, it remains to be seen. He is now basically claiming to be cured. You know, uh, of course, yeah. to jump to the end, uh, Donald Trump is, of course, doing the thing that every right wing reactionary does when they get this survive by dint of medicine that no one else has fucking access to, and then tell you it's not so big a deal. So now he is like going on tweet rampages all the time in all caps. Um, and some of them are pretty choice, but yeah, like his. To, before we get into those specifically, you know, he's saying this is fine. Don't he released a video saying don't let the coronavirus dominate. Yeah, you, don't let it control like, your life. It's just like you know, two hundred thousand people have let it end their life. I don't know if that sort of uh, counts or not in terms of your estimation there, Bucko. And so his his whole thing is like, no, I'm fine. I kicked its ass, even though there's ample video evidence of him like sucking wind. Oh yeah, that and, was that like, was my favorite. Him like oh, dude, wincing as he his... breathes. Like, bro, you can't <laughs> breathe. Get it? Oh, man, he's like, <gasps> as he stands without a mask, uh, you know, taking in yep. his beloved country. Uh, yeah, it's 
I actually, I, I, and so now he is still infectious, most likely. All, from what you can tell reading all sources from, like, reliable medical professionals, he's still probably infectious, and the worst could still be yet to come. Like, this is a long virus with ups and downs. Yeah, so it's it's a really sneaky virus. And, you know, I, a lot of people have pointed out the Herman Cain thing. Her, Herman Cain was doing fucking great right up until the point that he died. Like, you know, positive, <laughs> so, looking better, feeling feeling my best self, better than I felt 20 years ago. Dead. Like. Yep. So what we're saying is there's still a chance. <laughs> there's hope. There's uh, There must cross be Cross your hope. fingers. Hope remains that Trump might yet, uh... You know, not win this battle after all. Yes. Uh, and, and much, even more than Trump, I just, the way that this has spread across, like, yeah. you know, Stephen oh. Miller, uh, you know. Oh, I just know. Kaylee McEnany or whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, yeah. It is, it is a really, um, it's an incredible uh, comeuppance for the sheer arrogance of people that just believed that this was never going to touch them, that they never had to care. It- and that, you know, their power comes in denying reality. and It's so poetic. And, uh, you know, I, I think, again, if we look at, like, Johnson and Bolsonaro, uh, you know, Corona kind of worked for them. It gave them mm-hmm. this kind of, like, yeah. mystical power of overcoming, in Bolsonaro's case, or it made Boris Johnson seem sympathetic. Uh, and so I, I don't actually think this is necessarily a kill shot. Zach, you think this is the end of the Trump campaign. It's- Boris Johnson's kind of a weird analog to Trump in some ways and not in others. But I think, you know, Boris Johnson played the like, oh, I, I've i been humbled by this, you know, sort of card. Mm-hmm. You know, the very sort of daffy British, like, you know, I, I understand now. And now he's like still cutting, you know, the, the NHS budget, but he's doing it behind closed doors quietly. I actually think... I think this is a kill shot. Now, aside from polls, which I understand 2016 has made it to the point where nobody can ever trust a poll again, though I think that also needs to calm the fuck down. Uh, A CNN had one with Biden up 16 points. In general, low double digits is pretty inarguable right now. Sure, Um, yeah, no, the polls are good. I will point out they're a lot closer in the states that actually matter. Of course. Uh, Well, it depends on the one, you know, the state we're talking about. You know, he was almost up almost up 10 i think it was like eight in florida for example mm-hmm. uh, biden is but i just think trump has played this all wrong i i, I, I definitely think, agree with that i think he has spent seven months saying this didn't matter now and i understand npr and like some of those fact places have been like he never called it a hoax he more or less called it a yeah hoax. he spent seven months saying it wasn't point, a big deal yeah the difference between minimizing and just outright like denying is is negligible mm-hmm. like he's he, the whole his whole deal has been like yeah it, it'll be over it'll be over right yeah he said it would be over by by uh by easter you know and and he said it was nearly done at the debate a few days ago he was like this basically doesn't matter anymore and then literally two days later he gets corona yeah, and quite possibly was aware he had covid as he said right that. <laughs> and then he spends after and his whole brand is like, I am macho, I am badass, I am the biggest dickedest man of all time. I can never get sick. And then not only him, but everyone around him gets this. And he spends three days in the hospital being pumped full of horse tranquilizers and the aforementioned monkey serum. And now he is basically saying, Don't look at that. I'm fine. While like hawking up a lung. I just think he's fucked. I, I just I I think that obviously his insane thirty to thirty-five percent base will 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 like will will carry his ashes in their hearts. As you know someone, what I mean? Like uh, not- as someone said on Twitter that Donald Trump then retweeted, uh, I would walk through a <laughs> sea full of Corona to vote for Trump on November third. What was his response? Thank you. <laughs> so good. I love that so much. I love his like. Acknowledgement of your death. I just like yeah. It's it's honestly a little passe to say at this point that like this is a death cult, but like it's just it's insane how much they're it's like. So good. I want to die for this man. I I want to put myself in harm's way for a guy that will never give a fuck about me. Incredible. And, and I would really like to to help them with that wish. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm parody I'm parody kidding. all in the game. Uh, Twitter I, somehow so still just... cancels you. Yeah, no, we still get this, the pod, Twitter deletes this episode. Yeah. Uh, I just think, 
I don't see him coming back. Okay. You know, it's it's less than a month out from the election. I, I think he was already on the ropes, and I think this couldn't have happened at a worse time. He couldn't be handling it worse. And now he's basically having all these weird tweets about stimulus or not stimulus. And, yeah, that and- was wild. Threatening or, or just saying, like, taking stimulus off the table and being like, we're not mm. going to do this until uh, after the day one uh, after the election. We're going to release this money. Like, just straight up holding the American people hostage for a fucking stimulus check. But the thing is, like... It's not the move. The move was to do the stimulus oh, yeah. check 100%. and then take credit for it. It was the only move he had, and he was like, "I'm not. Go- I'm going to shoot my own dick off." Like, I just, I think he's done. I don't see, I, and I understand 2016 roll the tape here where I said the same thing about Trump. But like, I just, I don't see a way out of this. I think that that is a pretty reasonable position to have. I agree that he has misplayed the ever-living fuck out of this. Like, now is the time to open the <laughs> checkpoint checkbooks and buy the votes. Like, it's really simple. Yeah, um, yeah send me some money. Uh, yeah, Zach, do not, do not say that you would vote for Trump if he says Donald you're Trump. I can be negotiated with. Uh, <laughs> Unlike COVID, you can Donald, negotiate with Donald me. Trump, DMs open. I mean... I'm just going to promise you that is not going to be money that he's sending to your inbox. Ah, oh, man. Just to be clear. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the only the the only counterpoint I have is that uh, there's still a weird period of time between now and the election. It is just weeks. True. Uh, but, like, if we've seen... Like, how much weirder has the world gotten since we, were, since we recorded last week? Like, it is wild <laughs> to me. I, I, I genuinely have that trouble. That feels like two years coming ago. Coming to grips. I have no memory oh, yeah. of our You can't. Your brain week. runs out of terabytes for storage because there's just so much shit <laughs> happening every second of every day. And, like, this has just been a wild week. And I have no fucking clue what next week looks like. I mean, we're having, like, stupid debates right now about plexiglass at the vice presidential debate, which, like, okay, actually matters that. for once because these dumb motherfuckers are going to die. I, I love that, like, you're making me sigh with Kamala here. That, like, P- Pence is like, I don't need plexiglass. It's like, dude, I just, you are the worst. Yeah. How are, <laughs> how are you just as evil, evil as Trump, but also boring? Like, goddamn. That is, <laughs> you, you actually managed to be worse. It's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> it's a talent. Like, it's a talent to be that evil and not at least be interesting. And yet, I still don't think that's even the right play. Like, he's doing it because he works for Trump, and Trump would hate that. But I actually think, like, him insisting on no plexiglass as every person he knows is currently on, uh, you know, is being intubated as we speak, I think, like, still is an idiotic play. Perhaps I'm wrong. Perhaps I have too much confidence in the American people. Well, that That is a problem. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I do think that, like... It is the most clear moment of the emperor not having any clothes, which obviously has been known to everyone forever. This is not new information, but I I do think this is uniquely, it is the defining uh, issue of the moment. It has taken so many lives. And before we transition into Christian responses about how how we should pray for our dear president, uh, I do want to take a moment. You know, we've clowned, we've laughed. Uh, It is incredibly evil. It goes without saying, but I I think just a moment to remember the people that... Uh, drove his fucking hermetically sealed car around with an infected I fucking know, the person. Secret Service agents. Workers that he's walking past without masks as he enters the White House. Uh, yep. Like the his wife. His his fucking wife. Don't make me feel sympathy for Melania. Don't do that. That's not fair. Don't put that on me. Um, <laughs> too too late. God damn it. In living in this world where you have to make a thing that is obviously on its face, killing people. Damn. Yeah. Just ripping apart people's lungs and like handing it back to them in tatters like younger people that are surviving this virus that are going to have long-term health issues it is just absurdly evil that he even as he has it refuses to take responsibility for keeping the people around him safe and quite possibly i mean you know a, a lot of this is yet to be truly confirmed but depending on exactly when he knew knowingly endangered at the very least the fucking people paying a quarter of a mil to show up to like meet him like how are you going after those people it, it is actually incredibly revealing of how evil and sort of all-consuming trump is like trump really and i mean this would kill every single person including his followers just so he didn't have to get up five minutes early so at the barest inconvenience he will kill 
every single person and thing, including his own people, family, and supporters. Yeah, it, it, it would never occur to him to not. The idea of doing anything mm-hmm. that could protect anyone around him at any point just doesn't exist. Uh, brief yep. shout out as we move forward to the president of Notre Dame. Horrible person, runs a terrible <laughs> institution, but like, yep. goddamn, he took a shot at the king. I don't think he was trying yeah, to, no. but I, I just got to say, respect, respect. Yeah, Thank no, you might, for showing up and being your dumb fucking self and just doing, uh, infecting everyone around you. I really appreciate it. He did He did more to win the election than any Democrat ever That's could, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's incredible. I, it's so good that, uh, you know, someone's going to start calling him a Russian agent. <laughs> All right. So with, with that brief rundown, uh, you know, handled shall we say. Let's take a look at some of the the Christian responses. And I've assembled a few. Uh, and the first oh, I'm, ex- one. I'm excited. Yeah. I tried to ignore what the Christians because say, this, but I, this I think, became, I'm <laughs> I know, right? The premise this. of this podcast is just never, ever listen to Christians on any subject ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at all. This sort of became the national discourse, the, the Rachel Maddowification of it all. The like, we oh need to wish never, the president well. So, you know, I, I hope him a speedy recovery so that he can go back to, you know, being Hitler, according to her. Like... Right. <laughs> just, I, I just really hope that, you know, Hitler recovers from the gunshot that he self-inflicted. Like, it, it's that level of bird brand. So as I was doing a little research, what what news happened to break upon this this beautiful morn, except that COVID has come for the pastors too. Greg Laurie, who was in attendance at the Rose Garden Seminary, he is a megachurch pastor in California. I think his congregation something like 15,000, so you know he's evil. Uh, oh, and yeah. he was there. And he has COVID. So so good. It's coming for the pastors, man. It wasn't just him, too. Uh, Who was the other megachurch pastor? Oh, there was some other. Hagee. Say what? Hagee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Israel. um, The the closest friend Israel's ever had. Uh, Good luck, buddy. He's 80 and uh, I don't know. I'm going to say there might be some comorbidities there. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, just, just you know look listen i you know you can google and figure out those out i, for I would never i would never oh. make any more specific claims than that so greg laurie <laughs> at the rose garden event walking around unmasked like all these other dumb fucks uh yep he's infected he posts a uh video talking about how like oh you know he's just bored he's just bored it's you know that's he's, he's of course you know he's had a little headache and you know he can't taste uh-huh. anything and there's been a fever but really the problem is boredom but then he was speaking with oh, christianity yes. today and he had one of my favorite takes on this and he says okay from a guy that got infected at a presidential meeting goes unfortunately the coronavirus has become very politicized <laughs> You were at the Rose Garden ceremony for Supreme Court Justice Handmaid, and you're like, man, this is political. Yeah, it's it's a real shame the way that this pandemic that has revealed the deep cracks, or not even cracks, the like ruin of capitalism, employer-based healthcare, uh, just mm. all of these things. So, no, 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 it's a shame how political. He goes, I wish we could all set aside our partisan ideas and pull together to do everything we can to defeat this virus and bring our nation back. You weren't wearing a mask at a sea of people who don't wear masks just to prove a point and then got the virus that they basically said wasn't real. Yeah, and like Greg Laurie, it's incredible coming from him because he's he's one of Trump's like beautiful pastor boys. Like that's right. He's he's gone there a bunch of times. He was on, you know, his little evangelical team. Trump tweeted at one point. Mm. This is like I love how low effort this is. Trump was like, "Oh yeah, I think I'm going to tune into the live stream for uh, Greg Laurie's Easter sermon." <laughs> F- fucking cool bro like, by the I, way I, that is me every time someone in la is like we should get drinks i say i might turn into yeah, the live yeah. stream. I, I, I may show up to the zoo we'll see yeah te- text me yeah you know te- <laughs> send me an email we'll see we'll see what happens no it's just i again trump giving the merest crumbs to evangelical types and them just lapping it up but yeah he's He's sort of an interesting one because he's not quite as like vitriolic as some of the other yeah. pastors. Like he's not he's not full on Paula White. Uh, his no he he doesn't say build the wall. He says like let's let's maybe consider assembling some sort of like 
blocking edifice yeah, between yeah. us and Mexico. Listen, is it really a tower of Babel or is it more of like an assemblage of Babel? Like, <laughs> but yeah, the incredible, uh, the idea that like we can set aside partisan ideas from a clearly partisan pastor uh, mm. is who got fucking Corona from being partisan. It's just, it's really special stuff. I mean, I hope the Lord strikes him down. That would be funny. Yeah, it would uh, It would be fitting, I would say. Uh, he also uh, met with a bunch of other evangelical advisors early in the morning to pray, uh, all sitting together en masse in the Rose Garden. So, like, you know, there is a <laughs> chance that he gets to be the Notre Dame president of the evangelical world, which would be pretty special. Um, quite possibly if we're assuming that, you know, it was, in fact, this guy that came later shame right uh but yeah you know he's 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 showing up at franklin graham prayer walks like this guy's this guy's a chump he got a lot of good press by the way for agreeing to abide by the regulations california had set in place for uh public meetings like this guy is trump reigned he is uh, a megachurch pastor he is all these terrible things but because he was willing to do outside services he got like tons of good press Cause like, oh, he's Man. one of the. He's no John MacArthur. He's doing outdoor services. It's just like God. he's no John MacArthur. He just thinks women should be rounded up and put in the Magdalena cleaners in, uh, in Ireland. Yeah, he he just thinks <laughs> that all. your marriage should be outlawed and abortion shouldn't exist. That's all. He one of the good ones. One of the good ones. One of the good ones. Okay, so that's Greg Laurie. Uh, speedy recovery. Thoughts and prayers, my friends. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna say. I think you should be injecting my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> I'm not being specific about what my thoughts and prayers are, but you got them, Greg Laurie. You got them. <laughs> uh, this next take, also a Christianity Today article. Mm. I can pray heartily for the president and still hold him accountable. <sighs> yes, exactly. Uh, so this guy's a minister, uh, and he has this whole long take about how like we are called to pray for the leaders of our nations and like he 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 like posts his uh the actual prayer that he prays from the pulpit every week and i'm just gonna read mm. it to you zach oh okay thank you i uh i will bow my yeah, head a little prayer time uh in the podcast we pray that you will lead the nations of this world in the way of righteousness and so guide and direct our leaders, especially the President of the United States, Donald Trump, that your people may enjoy the blessings of freedom and peace. Grant that your leaders may impartially administer justice, uphold integrity and truth, restrain wickedness and vice, and protect true religion and virtue. Amen. Uh... You know, if, if the guy before was Trump brain, this is the resistance Twitter take. Right. Like this is the I yeah. disagree with the president, but by golly, I just hope that he gets to keep being president and doing things. And we can continue to have these meaningful dis discussions like, you know, about pushing him towards truth and integrity and restraining yeah. wickedness. All of those things that Trump has become much more known for over his you know three and a half years in office like. It's the push Biden left of the Republican Party. Yeah, it, exactly. And it, it is what I love about this is that it is so disconnected from reality. Like mm. it speaks to a faith that has no connection to the world around it. How can you think that praying this prayer is doing anything or helping anything? Like how how can you possibly think that there is an option that this man and frankly, most of the rest of them have any interest in this? Like the idea that like the way that Christians should be trying to enact change in the world is by making up a vision of what politics is and just trying to like pray the corruption away. It's it's so ineffectual that it, it borders on parody. You know, we talked about Trump gains power from denying reality. To me, this smacks of that same unwillingness to acknowledge reality. Like you just yeah. live in a fantasy land where people in power do good things sometimes. So you think, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pray, I'm just gonna pray for the good things. Does it matter to you that none of the good things have happened, and in fact, things have gotten much worse? Do you think to yourself, oh, I need to be doing other things in order to enact that change that I am praying for? Nope, just gotta pray for our leaders. It's it's as effective as thoughts and prayers after uh, you know the gunshot wounds. Yeah, uh, he then goes on to quote David French. 
I have disagreed <laughs> strongly with many of Trump's policies and actions. But when I disagree, I do not pray less. I pray more. As David French writes, Christians of all political persuasion should humbly and with full knowledge of our own frailty seek true repentance for men and women in power. Their transformation benefits us all. I kind of fucking hate this because it's like, sure, fine. Yeah, if Trump wakes up and becomes a good person, I can't argue with that any more than I can argue with if you buy a lottery ticket and win, it's good. Yes. But uh, that's a low percentage play, motherfucker. It, it's insanity. It, it completely negates the reality and the suffering of the world around us. Like, if you see people dying from a pandemic, being shot by police, all of the things that have been just so prevalent this year and your answer is like well i just need to pray for our leaders to do better that that is my calling i i pray more when i disagree with the president you know here's here's my thought i think it's about as effective and uh realistic as praying the gay away yeah it's it's the same fantasy right it's the same like i can yeah. just deny reality and and like let me just say this is not anti-prayer this is anti using prayer to like justify mm. inaction and acceptance of terrible systems this is this yeah. is you turning prayer into your political action and that is fucking absurd it, it is it is an abnegation of responsibility uh and then and i i need to say at this point that this gentleman is black uh because he is about to say some real all lives matter ass white folks shit we believe that all life is sacred from the president in the hospital, to the baby growing in the womb, to the person facing police arrest for unjust reasons. In other words, the same faith that demands we respect the sanctity of black life lost to unjust violence requires us to respect the sanctity of the life of the president, even when we have sharp disagreements. Look, man, I'm not going to shoot the president, and I'm sorry, it's not the fucking it's same It's not the fucking thing. same! That it's, is an insane no, it's the same thing. claim! When you you when cannot claim that murdered, the victim and the villain are the same! Yeah, it's not the same thing when a cop shoots somebody as when Trump, who did not take something seriously by his own hand, is choking on the fluid in his lungs, which I think would be funny and cool in a satirical way, is not the same thing as someone else shooting you from a position of economic and social power. It's not the same thing at all. It is. Trump is dying in a funny, hilarious way. Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, it's it's the idea that and like. And it's his fault. It's his own fucking fault. Yeah, of course, of course, of course with Trump specifically it's that. But I think what I'm trying to get at is like how evil it is to pick up, yeah. like claim that you care about the sanctity of black life and then throw in one pro-life bullshit. We, I, didn't, I didn't miss that womb shit, buddy. Uh, yeah, fuck off And then that. two, use caring for black life as a means to like say that you should also care for the life of a man who has harmed black people like that is so fucking asinine you cannot use your claiming the value of the lives of the oppressed to then justify caring for the life of the oppressor you know what would be good for the oppressed if this man died like that oh, it would make people's lives better yeah and, and actually you know the reality is that there would be there's a long line of assholes waiting to continue to make their lives worse the, oh, again course. trump is a symptom blah blah but undeniably it would be better for America if Trump happened to not wake up tomorrow. That is, yeah. These are just facts. There would be some lives would be materially better. There's no other way to say it. Uh, he then quotes several pastors that he thinks are doing a good job. And, uh, you know, these tweets. I'm just going to read you a couple of these tweets. I know a name greater than COVID, Corona, or SARS. Oh, no. Do you know what that name is, Zach? No, no, please don't make do, me. Do you know what that name is, Zach? Night. <laughs> Just, it's I'm the name of Jesus. Deleting this podcast. And I pray healing in that wonderful name over you and the first lady. This is a reply guy moment, right? He's 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 quote tweeting the president. Speak uh, reply guy. Uh, rest and get well, sir. See you back on the campaign trail soon. Blessings and continued prayers. So a couple things here. One. You kind of gave the game away, buddy, because you're like, even yeah. when we have sharp disagreements with the president, we need to pray for him. And then you quote, you you show this tweet from a guy who's like excited to get Trump back on the campaign trail. <sighs> That's not quite the same thing, is it? And then, no. And then, because I am a fool, I clicked on this guy's name. I'm not even going to like nope. say who he is because nope. I don't nope. want to. The most recent tweet was, 
this election is a holy war for the religious liberty of our nation. How is this guy's most recent tweet? The, the guy that is being used in this article to say, yeah, you know, religious leaders praying for our president. No, dude, he's fomenting war. Like, yeah, we should, we should, we should, uh, we can move forward here shortly. But the thing I want to say is, uh, there's no such thing as a holy war. It's an oxymoron. Yep. Those things don't go together. Um, yep. Now, holy revolution. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. If we're, if you're gonna, if you're gonna talk dirty to me. <laughs> yeah. No, it just, I wanted to troll so bad and be like, no, I think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be like, no, I, you know what? I, I have some disagreements with Mussolini. Yeah. But I think we both agree that trains should run on time. I think I think it is an insult to not only people's intelligence, but to the God he claims to worship that he thinks that the solution to this problem is not to get in the fucking game and do some shit, but to like, mm. just pray, just pray, just pray that evil people not do evil. And like, sure. Yeah, great. If that happened, amazing. But it won't. But it hasn't. But people's lives are still being harmed. So what's your next play, bro? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's fucking dumb It's shit. so stupid. The last thing I, you know, I, just to go out on something with a little bit of genuine teeth, uh, I found this, uh, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta have a little good to go with all the bird brain nonsense. Uh, Truth. I found a Sojourner's article that isn't directly about Trump, but is, uh, I think, very applicable to this moment. And uh, this is by Melissa Flora Bixler. She's a Mennonite minister in Raleigh, North Carolina, a town nice. near and dear to our hearts. And uh, she wrote the, an article that uh, doesn't sound great when you start it. The Forgotten Christian okay. Discipline of Loving Your Enemies. I already hate yeah, it. Yeah, no, Boo. right. Like, and that's what I love about it is like she kind of like – she sets it up as like, oh, it's going to be one of these, right? Mennonites are real ones, though. That when you say that, that detail. Should, yeah, it, it should, already. Should, I didn't know that when I started trigger. reading this. Uh, yeah. She then goes on. This is the opening line. I have never met Robert Alferi, but he is my enemy. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good. All right, this lady and I are on the same wavelength. Yeah, and so as it turns out, this gentleman is uh, the field office director for ICE in uh, North Carolina, where she is. And uh, mm -hmm. she describes, like, you know, the terrible work that he has done, all the horrors that we know that uh, ICE commits, specifically mentions a man who was picked up on his way to an intensive care ward for his prematurely born child, who then got picked up and stuck in sort of the limbo awaiting deportation, couldn't see his kid, while his wife is, like, trying to recover in the hospital. Uh, and what she sort of gets to that I think is really valuable is, like, hey, we are called to love our enemies, but that love doesn't look like the way that people use it. And then she says something really mm -hmm. smart. She says, if you want to love your enemies, you first need to know who they are. Ooh, already a step ahead yeah. of the Rachel Maddow resistance libs. And so I'm going to read a couple quotes here. We're not going to do a big long read through uh, like we did last week. But I think there's a couple things here worth pulling out. When someone shares with me that they have an enemy, it is often in pastoral confidence, whispered as a confession. Having an enemy they intuit is a botched form of discipleship resulting from failed reconciliation. The language of enemies is seen as the end of the conversation, the end of the relationship. Yet Christians follow scriptures in which enemies are named with clarity and vigor. The third mm. chapter of Luke begins by naming the names of the tormentors of the Jews of the first century, Tiberius, Pontius Pilate, Herod. Just a total list of ringers and hotties. Yeah, of course. Uh, she said, the Jesus that we worship teaches us that there are right and wrong ways to have enemies. When we look at Jesus's life, we see that enmity is born when we recognize the structures of terror and injustice are held up by people. And this is this is something kind of interesting because she's sort of that's really good. It's it's uh it's an interesting point, and honestly, it's something I'm still sort of working through because as good yeah. socialists, we have a tendency to, um, you know, we focus on systems, and a lot of times what yeah, we do is we say course. like, yes, of course there are bad actors in this, but like, we need to fix the system so that people can do better. And a lot of socialists are coming from a perspective of like people want to do good. Uh, we just live and are trapped in terrible systems. And I think there is a fair amount of truth to that. But she's sort of cutting against that a little bit and being like, but these terrible systems are held up by people and we need to yeah. like... It's one of the reasons why I'll go after people like Obama so hard. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and obviously people he, in positions of great us. power, uh, right. we tend to ascribe different rules. The people that make the rules, we are happy to yell about. 
But a lot of times yeah. the people that, uh, like, you know, all cops are bastards, certainly. But there's a lot of other positions that, like, we maybe don't hold people individually accountable for the evil that they do. Mm, yeah. um, and she is like really being, pushing working about... Working for a bank. Say what? Like, ever working at a yeah, bank. absolutely. And again, you know, even as we say this, like, we have to acknowledge people live in complex worlds. The idea that you can exist sure. in the world without doing harm is very challenging. Uh that is why fixing these structures is important. But she's sort of pushing back and be like, you know what? For this guy, being like this ICE director, that's his job. He thinks he's helping people. He right. thinks he's keeping criminals off the street. But he's wrong, and that makes him my enemy. Now, if I want to love this man, what I need to do is, like, encourage him to leave this job that is causing harm. And, like, fight against the work that he does. Like, I, he needs to be my enemy. And then if and when he is willing to walk away from the harm that he does, yeah, I should be there for him. But, like, mm -hmm. first, we need to understand what the fucking problem is. Mm. And I think there's, like, uh, there's something really, you know, Mennonite's traditionally, like, very pacifist. So she's coming at this yes. from a space, you know, far from the socialist revolution where she's saying like hey we need to <laughs> we need to encourage people to leave ice the same way that like mennonites have done traditionally with the military and have done a lot of work being like helping people get out of the military uh, and so she's coming at it from a very specific angle uh but i think there's something really valuable there it's like one uh loving your enemies doesn't mean turning your other cheek it doesn't mean allowing them to do harm yeah. it doesn't mean accepting the evil that they commit in the world it means knowing who your That's fucking right. enemies are and then from there, sure, great. I will I will try to love and care for you as you walk away, but I, in no way should we ever allow that to become a justification for the evil that people are doing. And holding people yeah, accountable. Yeah, and that it means we should aid and abet them, their, their sort of the, the evil that yeah. they are doing. And so this is in the context of ICE, but I think we can then take that back to like this, this the reality of that, the, the wisdom there is just so much more connected with the actual reality of our world than that bird-brained like, you know, oh, we just got to pray for our leaders. We just got to pray the evil away in our leaders. Mm -hmm. Like you have somebody being like, no, this person is my enemy. And like, how are they ever going to have a chance to be a person that could be a friend if they are not first accountable for their actions? The Mennonites and, so, yeah. you know, are so good at this concept of restorative justice and the idea that like the justice is just as important as the pacifism. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that perspective. I'm going to read uh, the final thing because I think, uh, you know, I've sort of summed up her argument, but I want to give her a chance to speak. And I do encourage people yeah, to course. go check out this article if they get the chance. If the church is serious about loving our enemies, we'll apply the same form of organizing that we do to the military to people recruited for the job of kidnapping and deportation for ICE. We'll commit resources mm -hmm. to job transition, loan repayment, and community support. We'll stand outside recruitment offices, just as Quakers and Mennonites stand outside military recruitment offices. We'll mobilize to offer job retraining and placement for former ICE agents. We will open the doors of our church for those that are um, victims of this targeted harassment and kidnapping. And we'll do this because we know that the work to destroy our community is a wound on the soul, both of those who enact, oh, sorry. And we'll do this because we know that the work to destroy our community is a wound on the soul of those who enact oppression, uh, enact oppression, just as it is for those who are its victims. And to be clear, that's such a, it's, that's so lovely. It is. No, it's, it's a really loving, I, it is actually loving your enemy. It is giving a chance for restorative justice. Uh, like all cops are bastards, which is why no one should be cops. We should encourage people to not be cops. Like It's one of the most important elements of pacifism. And, and, and we touched on this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe at some point we'll do a full pacifism episode, but is that the reason people are so against violence is because they truly believe. And I, I agree with this principle that when the person performing the violence, it's just as, it's as corrosive and awful for them as it is the person upon whom it's being enacted. And I think there's, there is a lot of wisdom in that principle, even if, of course, we side with the person who's being oppressed. Yes, and I, I need to say, because I read that last thing, that in the context of this, she's talking about, you know, uh, a lot of the resources that they, you know, have done. Like, this is not a situation where she's prioritizing caring for ICE agents over, like, actual immigrants. Uh, like, uh, she talked about, like, harboring people in her church uh, and stuff like that. So it's it, it's one piece of the puzzle. It's not like, okay, this is how we of solve course. this. It's just be really nice to ICE agents. But it is. It, it speaks to loving and enemy. And I think that's what yeah. the rest of these takes just fucking miss. It just miss. They miss the idea yeah, that, like, no, this guy is our enemy. And you just want to pretend that, like, none of that exists. You want to turn uh, the issues, like... 
you want to turn it all into what as as that other guy said sharp disagreements uh yeah like dude what are you talking about what is that it, it well, has no meaning yeah. uh, or it makes it the, the meaning that it has is uh performance of issues that actually impact and hurt people that these things are just decorative mm-hmm. or yeah. performative yeah and, and fuck that these things have material consequences and so you know I, I think there's a there's a lot of wisdom in that kind of view of sort of like a clear-eyed restorative justice yeah a, a restorative justice that that does not uh seek to uh ignore the harm but seeks to hold people accountable for it and listen, I, I am not a pacifist, but I think there is a lot of wisdom. Not not unlike I'm not a vegetarian, but I do think there's a lot of wisdom in reducing meat intake. Yeah, if you if you ignore pacifism as an intellectual tradition, in other words, you have to at least engage with pacifism, I think, to be a Christian and probably even a leftist. Because I, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not a full pacifist either, but at the end of the day, I think it's something you have to wrestle with as a Christian. Yeah, I mean— we're a pro-riot podcast. Like, I, I just need to be clear. Like, I think yeah. the people that are in the streets, uh, you know, mostly being assaulted by police, but sometimes... Well, I don't think burning... I don't think burning down a target's violence. No, exactly, exactly. But even in, in situations like... I, I am not against the violence of the oppressed against their oppressor. I'm not. But I do think that... Yeah, I agree. ...it needs to be encountered. This idea that, like, hey, there there is something here that needs to be engaged with. The idea that, like actually engaging with what it means for someone to be your enemy and then thinking about how to like lead people forward because sometimes like that's hard for people to know the question of what like what sort of justice fighting repression looks like these are big you know the the left gets bogged down a lot of asinine details but i think those are worthwhile conversations to have and i I think it's clear that the the work that melissa is doing um has great value and uh, it does have the yeah. right focus. It is it is focused on caring for the oppressed, naming the oppressor as an enemy, and then doing the hard work and being like, hey, if you want to walk away from that, I will help you do that. I, I think that is such a rich thing. And, and not enough not enough uh, religious or left-wing groups do that. Like, le- you know, left-wing groups that aren't even religious should be working to be like, hey, you want to get out of the military? We'll help you get this job. You want to you wanna stop being an ICE agent? We will help you. Yeah. And... That's not to say we shouldn't prioritize, you know, undocumented folks or the sort of the victims in the system. I think that. But that, that is the two things go hand in hand. Yeah, they, they can work for the same purpose, although I do think the question of uh, prioritization is, is an important one. But it seems Agreed. clear to me that Melissa has both done a lot more work on this topic and, uh, and, and has been very engaged with this issue. And I, I think that's, you know, I will stand with her wisdom on that. So, Zach, uh, is, there, is there anything else you'd like to say? Anything, any words of wisdom or just prayers you have for, for our fearless leader in the White House? Yeah, I think I, you know, I think I, uh, I, think I have some, some verses just for this occasion. You know, I think Psalm 69, 20 is uh where i'd like to uh to leave this week's episode yeah let's bring a little scripture to the podcast baby scorn has broken my heart and has left me helpless i looked for sympathy but there was none for comforters but i found none they put gall in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst may the table set before them become a snare may it become retribution and a trap may their eyes be darkened so they cannot see and their backs be bent forever Pour out your wrath on them. Let your fierce anger overtake them. May their place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell in their tents. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. With that, this has been uh, yet another episode of Shitty Christians. Uh, My name is Michael Tabor. You can find me at Michael Tabor on Twitter. My name's Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. And you can follow the pod or check out a little more information at shitty underscore pod or shittychristians.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. We do really appreciate it. Feel free to send us some some messages and emails. Uh, We really enjoy chatting with you guys. Uh, Thanks again. Uh, Be well, and we'll see you next week. I think we got kicked out because we're a group of black people and like I guess people what's going on in America they're afraid we're going to say something or do something but we just really want to watch the rally and to get kicked out because we're a group of black people is it's really crazy. crazy it shows you how racist our own school is that we can't even go to our own school conference. fuck down Trump fuck down Trump yeah nigga fuck down Trump yeah yeah fuck down Trump yeah Fuck Donald Trump
Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. I like white folks, but I don't like you. All the niggas in the hood wanna fight you. Surprise, El Chopper ain't tried to snipe you. Surprise, the nation of Islam ain't tried to find you. Have a rally out LA, we gon' fuck it up. Home of the ride, the King Ride, we don't give a fuck. Black students, ejected from your rally. What? I'm ready to go right now, your racist ass did too much. I'm about to turn Black Panther. Don't let Donald Trump win, that nigga cancer. He too rich, he ain't got the answers. He can't make decisions for this country, he gon' crash us. No, we can't be a slave for him. He got me appreciating nobody way more. Hey, Donald, and they ain't one that follows. You gave us your reason to be president, but we hate you. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. I don't like your yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck Donald Trump. Tripping, let me know. I thought all that Donald Trump bullshit was a joke. Know what they say when rich niggas go broke. Look, Reagan so cold. Obama so hope. Donald Trump spent his trust for money on the vote. I'm from a place where you probably can't go. Speaking for some people that you probably ain't know. This pressure built up and it's probably gonna blow. And if we say go, then they probably gonna go. You vote Trump, then you probably all dope. And if you like me, then you probably ain't know. And if you been in jail, you could probably still vote. If we let this nigga win, we gon' probably feel broke. You build walls, we gon' probably dig holes. And if your ass do win, you gon' probably get smoked, nigga. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck you. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Yeah. Mark my words. Yeah. Hold up, I fuck with Mexicans, got a plug with Mexicans. When a little need a switch, who I call Mexican? This Comedy Central ass nigga come be the president. Hold up, nip, tell the world how you fuck with Mexicans. It wouldn't be the USA without Mexicans, and if it's time to team up, shit, let's begin. Black love, brown pride, and assess again. White people feel the same as my next kin. Let this nigga win, God bless the kids God bless the kids, this nigga wicked and weird When me and Nip link, that's bloods and crips We your L.A. rally, we gon' crash your shit Fuck Donald Trump Fuck Donald Trump Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump Yeah, fuck Donald Trump Yeah, fuck Donald Trump Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump